With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I will be hosting the show today. Well, it's been an absolutely abysmal week. We've witnessed one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my time of supporting Reading. I've been joined today by Nath Suller to talk about it. Hello, Paul. And I've also been joined by Jacob Southclough. Hello. Uh, I'm uh, not filled with the joys of spring, people. No, no. no I, I, if you were Jacob, I'd be amazed because that was, <laughs> and the words of uh, Paul Clement, shameful and embarrassing. When your manager comes out and says that things have gone badly wrong. Mm. So quickly, this week we're talking about Ipswich, GPR three, relegation watch, which is now officially live. <laughs> and it's live. <laughs> Cardiff, because we might as well, you know, get a hat and put some names in it. But let's go back to Ipswich and we might as well miss out the first 70 minutes, Marmy, because we were okay for then. We had some chances, but really the whole thing just went down to those last 20 minutes, didn't it? When we collapsed like the worst set of dominoes you could ever buy. <laughs> it was just yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Like Poundland dominoes. Yeah. Uh, that's an insult to Poundland. <laughs> no, we, might need, we might need sponsorship. Don't insult Poundland. Yeah, 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 yeah that's a good point. Yeah, sorry, Poundland. Top quality produce. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yes, good point then. <laughs> Thank you. Product placement. So the first goal, I mean, have any of those players actually tried defending before, Jacob? I know you said you'd skip out the first 70 minutes, Paul. I think you're doing us all a favour for doing so. But it did tee us up nicely for that calamitous 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. which the first goal started in that. We always looked a bit antsy and we always looked a bit edgy, even when we were perceptibly playing all right. It's kind of an indicator of how low our bar has sunk that we saw it as an okay performance leading up to that point. But the first goal, man... um, I've done my best to block it out, really, but everything you try and coach as a coach uh, in terms of defending just was not there. And Paul Clement said it before the game. He said that he thought the preparation had been fine, but as a player, you've got to come up with the goods yourself. And um, it was it was appalling. And from the second that goal went in, as has been the case with a lot of this season, you knew it was game over because we were never going to come back from that. We were never going to come back from that because we're so emotionally brittle and so physically feeble that, um, yeah, it, it was kind of um, game set and match at 70 minutes and the next goals that followed were bloody awful. Am I allowed to say bloody? Yeah, like, you definitely are. Quite, yeah, 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 quite, yeah, you uh, can minor. say that one. Yeah, that one's okay. Um, yeah. I'd like to say more, but I think I'll leave it I to, think we all would, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, need, I do need to do an 18 plus uh, podcast at some point. Uh, it's coming. Yeah. I mean, I'll leave it to my other two co-presenters to sum up the rest of it because I just can't bring myself to. It was It's that bad, Paul. It's that, <laughs> it's that bad. bad. You can't even go there. No. <laughs> don't even go there. No, no, it's it's a dark and repressed <laughs> corner of my brain that that oh. those four goals inhabit. Um, and we're, we're just saying four goals. We'll probably go into more detail about the other three in a minute. But we're, we're saying that it was four goals as if it was like nothing. But yeah. we went into the game needing a point feasibly to stay up and instead of that we produced our worst scoreline at home in 11 years yes worse since Arsenal in 2007 yeah I think so and if it's against Arsenal you take that oh yeah yeah. (laughs) lost 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 lost. but but that just goes to show really there, there is no excuse for that you can't go into a game fighting for survival and come out against Ipswich we haven't got a manager, haven't done anything all season and no. play the team of youth and come away conceding four goals. 
It's it's shameful. It was men against boys, and we were the boys. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, what did you think of it, Nath? I, I, it was honestly, it was disgusting. It was just a. They should all be ashamed of themselves, all the players, and they they, they seem to be after the game. Um, we've not heard from them since that, obviously, but um, it was just they're a disgrace to the shirt. Honestly, they're a disgrace to the club. The they don't deserve the support. They didn't deserve the couple of hundred who waited behind after the game to clap them. So I don't know why anyone would do that, but it's up to them. Um, no offence, Jacob. No, it's okay. <laughs> I think a couple of hundred is generous, by yeah, the way. Those are more uh, stewards than the fans. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but uh, it was, it's just a shameful display of ineptitude, um, spinelessness, and no heart there whatsoever in any of those players. Um, I don't think any of them really care, to be honest with you. They didn't play like they did anyway. Um, and I think you've got a manager there at the end of the game who did not know what he let himself in for when he joined this club. If you listen to the tone of voice of what he was saying, yeah. he had no idea it was that bad. Shell-shocked. Yeah. Shell-shocked. Yeah. And I think, like Jacob was alluding to a second ago, you've got Ipswich who have turned up. They are on the beach. They have nothing to play for whatsoever. And we can't get a point at home to Ipswich. And we don't want it more than them. How is that, how is that actually possible? It's not. Uh, it's, just, well, yeah. it's just shocking. The whole thing, that whole first goal, I, I mean, I watched it earlier again and I don't, I, I mean, I'm still scarred by this. But. Fair enough, he might be half a yard offside, but how, how has he got behind the whole defence? No, that's not the problem. And why why, why is Swift running away from the <laughs> yeah. ball? Yeah. Why is Liam Moore pointing at where the ball's <laughs> going to go but not trying to close that space? Mm. Why is Alori not trying to close that space? Why two different players playing offside at different levels mm, yeah. it's, why is Liam Kelly just gone oh you just carry on mate you just have a run through yeah, our team there's, yeah. it's because there's no one there in that team who was willing to put their body on the line to get in the way of something well that, I think you've hit the nail on the head because every time this season we've had a bad result and the players will come out and say exactly the right things about look we need to try harder we need to like the fans don't deserve it we need to give more you know to be need to be grinding out results all mm. of that usual spin I would eat that up and I would lap that up and I would believe it if it were not for the fact that we're now down to the final game and we haven't seen that at any point all season. It's no. been it's been a year, a year of words and not actions and the cherry on the cake was Saturday. Um, it was very typical actually of Sheffield Wednesday if you went there. I mean, I sadly was there. Um from that result from that result I said to people on the way home there has got to be a reaction against Ipswich and instead we got an even worse result how does that work how does that work I mean it, to, to, to have your goal difference being one of your only redeemable qualities in the table and like being this major asset in the relegation scrap and then for you to take a minus seven hit to it in two games is, is yeah. scandalous Barnsley who have been in the relegation zone all season now have a better goal difference than Reading. It's just, the whole thing is just not acceptable. I mean, the performance that they put in was shameful. It was embarrassing. And I sat there during that game, after the second goal, and I, my mind went back to Jamie Curriton scoring that goal against Brentford. And I, I thought, we are at the point of throwing that all away mm. and going back to that place. Because if we go down, there is absolutely no guarantee that we're going to come back up again. No. No. None. And I thought about the players that have played for Reading, see Martin Hicks, Trevor Senior, you have Graham Murty, who've managed us, you have Steve Koppel, and I thought they would never sink to that level no. of amateur, childish, schoolboy football. And it was just, I just thought it was absolutely disgusting. The performance, the lack of it. You expect as a fan to see your team to go out and play to a certain level, put effort in, mm. be organised. And they didn't even get near that. No. They just gave up. It, just all the players just went, no, it's not my responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is what they have done all season. Mm-hmm. They are waiting for someone else to come in and say, oh, we're going to lose more games than you, so you don't need to worry. They do not want to take any responsibility. And I just think they're weak all over, just physically, mentally. And it's one of the worst teams I've ever seen play for Reading in those two things. Just no common sense at all. Yeah, I mean, they can't close a game out. They just drive me mad. Yeah. They do. It, it, it by far, it. <laughs> it, it supersedes the Tommy Burns era, even. Because at least some of those players gave a damn that he had under him. They were rubbish. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But they weren't like this. They had 
we've never had a more spineless team. Ever. Yeah, I've seen worse teams than this. Definitely, I've seen definitely seen worse teams. But the problem is with this thing is this team could be slightly better. Yeah, I'm not saying we should be winning the league or anything. No. But they did. It wasn't about ability no. on Saturday. It was about character. Yeah, right. and they showed none of it. They showed the complete opposite. They just no responsibility. And in the we say all oh, players. Or they're above um, criticism. Liam Moore, what was he doing in that game? Not one of those 11 players, or 14, whoever, who came on in the end, can come out of that game with any pride. But, None of them. But, Paul, we've got people saying that Liam Moore is above it all. And well, he's going, oh, we, he sh- are we going to lose him? It's going to be our, it's the fault of the other players, etc. I think what absolves certain players of blame in the eyes of some, and not me, I must add, are that people can see their innate talent and think that that automatically makes them brilliant. Mm. And in the case of Moore, he is clearly very talented, and I do think that yeah. at some point in the future he will be a Premier League defender. Yeah, but right. all season, for as I would argue, he's not really applied that talent 100%. Yeah. And I think we've come completely to the other end of the spectrum now, where you were talking about how this is the worst team you've ever seen, and I think the emphasis is on the word team, in that mm. on paper... What this is what drives my frustration the most. We have some brilliant individuals, yeah. Yeah. or individuals with a track record of success, yes. or a track record of being of the level to succeed in this league. And if you contrast that to the team that won Reading the league mm. in 2012, that team really didn't have any outstanding individuals, but they were all individuals who would run through a brick wall for the team, gelled well as a unit. Mm had leaders had character you know you think about your Mackinoughs and your Gorkses yeah. and your Robertses and your Lathondras and your Ledgerwoods yeah where are they in this team because I would argue that some of the players we've got now on paper are better than those players mm. but they don't show it no. and it's the fact that they've set themselves such a high bar historically and last season and in their pedigree and they just spectacularly not followed up on it yeah. at all. And how can you not be angry then? How can you not be no, frustrated? No, I, I can't understand. If, if anyone could walk away from that game and not feel frustrated or angry, I wow. And you won an Ipswich fan, obviously. Yeah, I, I think to yeah. back up what you were saying, Paul, about the not taking responsibility, you have to look at that third goal. You've got Gunter <sighs> trying to head it back oh. to Manoni, who's coming for the ball. Yeah. Neither one of them are talking to each other. No. They're both waving their hands up in the air going, oh, you should have done that. Yeah, oh, no, 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 you should have done that. No, but no. Chris Gunter is meant to be the captain of that team. I don't know why he is, because by his own admission on interviews, he goes, oh, I'm quite a quiet person, which he is, that's fine. Mm. Absolutely. I believe he cares about Reading a lot. Absolutely, don't take that away from him. But that doesn't mean you should be a captain of that team. He's not a strong enough person to bring that team through. I think you can be lead by character though, can't you? As in by an example. And I don't think he does that on the pitch. No. Mm. I don't feel that... I, I think Chris Gunt is a 6, 7 out of 10 player most Pretty weeks. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where he is. He's never got man of the match already. I don't well, think. well, that's probably true. I don't know. But he's he's never going to be that... I think if you're going to have a captain, you need someone who can reach a higher level than that. Yeah, yeah. Or can inspire yeah. on his own. Yes. And Gunt's not going to yeah. do that. I mean, the, yeah. the thing that made McEnough, in my eyes, an effective captain is that fair enough whilst he was maybe on his way out um, in, and sort of getting older when he left us, he would always try and grab a game by the scruff of the neck yeah. and lead by example. Yeah. And I think Gunter might say he is that type of player, but I don't think he is. I think as a fullback, you know, by definition, you're always going to be on the fringes of really what's happening on the pitch, yeah. both very hard position and, to improve. Yeah. So it's really hard to like make an impact on the game at fullback unless you're someone like Ian Hart who can produce magic from a set piece or whatever. But Chris Gunter's not that player. The the thing that frustrates me someone have a box where I can put a pound in every time I say the word frustrate but um, that fourth goal by then the damage was already way 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 done and they sleepwalked into conceding that goal because there was that minute in between the third and fourth they were shell shocked the crowd was livid I mean if you're you're (laughs) Clement you would have been livid and shell shocked so really that fourth goal when the atmosphere is like that or when the atmosphere on the pitch is like that you're probably going to concede that goal but just as they sleepwalked into conceding it we've sleepwalked into a position where we can still mathematically go down on the last day of the, oh, yes. the, last day of the season 
Which is shocking. It is yeah, shocking. At the beginning of the year, I know we've been saying all year, uh, really as a means to block out the pain, but we've been saying last year's done and we should forget it. I don't... I think that's true to a point, but I don't think we can ignore the fact that we came into this season expecting to build upon last year or expecting like in all the pre-season polls some people saying we're going to get top two I didn't say that some people saying we might push for the playoffs and fall short and all that but now we're in a position where we can actually get relegated you know and and it's not completely outside the realms of possibility I I think that shows you going back to character again are they that disappointed the players for not going through last season that it's completely affected them mentally and they've never recovered from it because that's one explanation as to why we are where we are some sort of hangover I think was expected initially but I think they've gone back to their normal level of ability yeah. I think that's what's actually happened because quite a lot of those players have been there for the two seasons before last year mm. and 17th and 19th yeah. and we're back there again yeah. maybe even slightly lower this season probably will be so I'm not sure there was a hangover there normally is isn't there mm. when you have a playoff mm. but I don't think we mm. can let them off the hook in that way oh no no, no they're not getting off the hook at all absolutely not I mean if if for some of them if I see them in red and shirts next season then there's something wrong because they shouldn't they should be they should be out of this club by hook or by crook they should be gone some of them definitely um, yeah. should be but the problem is we're not going to be able to get rid of a lot of them are we no and the, so. the thing is I, I can see it from both angles because you always want to have players that are like staples of the furniture of a club or have been there a long time and can be people that the fans look to and say they are running through and through they've been here long enough anyone joining the club can put an arm around them and all that in the case of this team we don't have that many we've got Obita who on paper is the longest serving and then you've got McCleary and Gunter who joined us in 2012 that's only six years Mm. Um, but equally I would argue that McCleary and Gunter are two that probably are thinking to themselves well I've probably achieved all I can here because the fans are kind of chuntering away saying maybe they should move on they're probably thinking they should move on Clement's going to have his own ideas about who he wants to keep so I think it is a natural crossroads this summer mm. but who is going to want to buy any of this team of underachievers no and especially when we're spanking out new contracts for everyone yeah oh goodness Absolutely. yeah, yeah. That, that's a problem that's, that that's the thing I mean we've really made a rod for our own back there um, considering how everyone was so jubilant when we were handing out contracts to people mm. like Swift McCleary Gunter, I think Kermigan was the worst one. It's like, oh, how are you giving an injured 36-year-old man I'll tell you a what, two-year deal. we've been here before, Jason Roberts. Yes. Because equally, yeah. we gave Roberts a contract off the back of a brilliant season, or a brilliant season from January, Yeah, right? Mm. because he was really the catalyst for getting us mm. to the Premier League. Yes, totally. And Kermigan was also the catalyst with his 18 goals yeah. for getting us to the playoff final. Yeah. But there is no room for sentimentality. No. no. They've done a good job and we're grateful for that but financially it's just not yeah. viable to tie down your assets yeah. at that age I mean yeah I don't want to be ageist but I mean a 36 year old striker who's just had a hip operation well, I think I'm, he can be ageist yeah. in football though because yeah. it's I'm, a fact I'm, isn't it I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not giving yeah. a 36 year old with one hip a two year deal I'm not doing it you just, you just go yeah. I'm not going to do that I'm going to see how he gets on and then I might offer him a deal. If you're a Giggs or a Totty, maybe. Yes, but yeah. yeah. I mean, every single player goes through that patch in their career. Uh, Blackman did it and then we got three million for him. Great. Um, Kermigan did it last season for us. Brilliant. Fantastic. Mm. But you can see he's not the same player. He just isn't. You you can't be after the injury he's had at his age. Um, And it's, it's like... Jacob saying we're going to struggle to get rid of some of them but I mean some of them we're just going to have to let go I think just for nothing we just have to go look someone come and take these yeah definitely luckily some of them will automatically go people like Chris Martin we won't have to see him again. Oh, you, you but we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there, Nath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to go there. Uh, but, but to chime in on that again, I know we've been talking about the players we've given contracts to, and they're the more experienced players like Kermigan and McCleary. They're the ones that have let us down this year. Yes. I would argue that the, the players that have let us down the most this year, all injuries aside, but in terms of what they've done on the pitch, have been the senior players. You know, I mean, Kermigan, who was my player of the season last year, and I've got yeah. a hell of a lot of respect for, and I know he's been injured, and I know there's so many ifs and buts and excuses and whatever. You've got to put all that aside and say, 
he take Saturday for example can't remember a, a, no. a, anything of note that I don't want to single people out you know the entire team didn't do anything yes. of note. but Kermigan who's more experienced has played football at the highest level for years just really leaves a bit of taste in my mouth but then he managed to come on against someone wasn't it who was it against I can't remember now was it QPR no yeah, he scored a really crucial goal against Sunderland against Sunderland against Sunderland he scored a crucial game points now looking really a massive yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah massive but what's more massive about that Sunderland game is the last five minutes when we managed to miss about three chances yes. when we should have yes. yeah. oh, we didn't even get a proper shot in no. but then you could go through the whole of the season like that and it's, just, and I, it's I, not I, about one game no, and also the damage I think has been done way way before this point I think there were games at the beginning of the season as well when we weren't diabolical but we didn't have to rubber the green the, um, the, the big one is the Cardiff one at home. Yeah, that, when we were that was the turning up, point tuning up at home. well I think a kind of an example of what the season was going to be and we didn't really know at the time was uh, Fulham at home Mm. playing a team with 10 men yes, for he got sent the off really whole early, game yeah. I think it was the first minute he got Didn't sent Vandenberg off Vandenberg get sent off uh, no, but Vandenberg gave away the goal. That yes. was it. That was yes. it. I mean, Vandenberg crazy made some indiscretion. Gunter yeah. comes flying in, mm. showing his uh, I- massive experience and international quality, <laughs> diving in and uh, completely screwed that one up. And but that Piers, was did Piers on the score? Was yes, it, it was Piers. Oh, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah, it was a whole combination. Beautiful. My favourite. Beautiful. <laughs> Everyone's favourite at Redden Football Club, yeah. Lucas Piers. Just to sort of tie off the absolute car crash in slow motion that was Saturday it's it just sort of goes to show how diabolical your defending is when that video of I don't know what goal it was but I think it was the one you were describing Paul where everyone was just static the first one yeah the first goal when everyone's standing still everyone's got their arms in the air Swift's moving away from the ball and everyone's watching it as literally it was one pass through us all and then the simplest it's like you said you have Swift running away you had more moving away from the ball and not standing in the way of the ball incoming. Yeah. Then you've got a lorry moving the opposite way as well. But it was just incredible. The, the video of that that was shown on Sky Sports instantly went viral on Football Twitter. Wow. Because it's it's a sort of disbelief thing of fans of other clubs saying, how can they be that bad? You know, like, like uh, Fulham fans were quoting it and saying, well... That's us not getting automatic promotion. <laughs> because, can you blame them? because yeah, that's true. you know, if if a team like Ipswich can cut through us like that, and for yeah. us to not turn yeah. up to a game that we know we need a point from to stay up mm. in the league, mm. how can we possibly go to Cardiff, who are to all accounts a brilliant team, and and not be torn apart? Cardiff got everything that we haven't got. Yeah. They've mm. got character, strength, belief, and momentum. Yeah, in the right way. We've uh, just got yeah. no chance. I just cannot see us getting anything there. But we can come on to yeah. that later. I mean, the, the, the problem looking at Saturday's performance is if we do go down, we weren't even playing League One standard, yeah. so we're going to be in trouble next season as well. Oh. And it's, it's it doesn't even bear thinking about if we go down. Honestly, it doesn't. Need, the club won't probably won't recover. I wouldn't have thought bigger, properly. Bigger clubs than us. Bigger clubs than us have gone down and never seen the light of day again. Oh, yeah. taking them a hell of a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at Leeds. I mean, I don't really like to talk about Leeds, but no. if you look at them, they've never recovered from going down to League One, no. have they? Poor Coventry. No. They're, they're Coventry is down there still. They're, oh, yeah, they're, they're just barely in the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, they're a mess. Yeah, so it's, that could, same thing could happen to us. If the owners decide to do a runner, we're left... Right oh, in the lurch. And that's it's... slightly hypothetical, that, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. know that. If I decide to leave the podcast recording session and rob a bank, I'm on We don't know. Um, Any don't of that's going to happen. Uh, the, I, a stat came to mind the other day. Um, do you remember when we lost the... Sorry to bring this up. Do you remember when we lost the playoff final in 2011? No, I've forgotten that completely. <laughs> and, I, and I cried for about a month. Um, after that game, all the pundits are coming out and saying it's statistically more likely for a team that's just lost the playoff finals to get relegated in the next season than it is to go up. Really? And at the time, we were really poo-pooing the statistic because we went Ooh. straight up the yeah. next season. And I think it's only us and Sunderland off the top of my head that have done it. We've done it twice, haven't we? Yes, Yeah. indeed. So yeah. for us to have lost the playoff final last year, and God almighty, I hope this doesn't happen, but if we do go down, you know, it kind of does... 
back up the stat you know I mean you're more likely to have a season of enormous wobble than a season of enormous triumph but we have had a season of enormous wobble yeah, in spectacular fashion definitely that moves me nicely on to EPR 3 and the first thing that reminds me of the stat from John Keane hmm. about relegation in 1998 2008 oh see where you <laughs> Is it going to happen again? So what I'm taking from this, Paul, is that we're going to get relegated in 2028. Yes. But then I could also point out the stat, which other people did to him as well. Fair enough. He, obviously true. We didn't get relegated in 48, 58, 68, true. 78. It's like so. The year is 2138 and Reading Football Club have just been relegated from the Premier League. Is, yeah. Oh. Is what I'm yeah. Maybe just now. relegated from the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> which is what Ron Gourlay wants, of course. Saying well, it's wants, coming, it's yeah, coming. He wants to bring great European nights to Reading Football Club, people. You've heard it here first. Well, it could happen if Chelsea move here temporarily. <laughs> <laughs> or England under, England under 21s play a European qualifying game. There, yeah. so there you go. Oh, dear. Oh. God. So yeah, moving on to EPR three. I have to say, most of the responses, I'd say at least ninety five percent, I can't really read out, and mm. uh, I do agree with those. Child friendly podcast. Yeah. Like so yeah, I'm going to read out some of them that are actually, well, yeah, worst birthday ever. You can't really get much worse it, than that. It, can is you? that from from little Stephen? Age four. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's from Theo. Oh. That's from Theo. I don't know how old he is, but um, yeah, wow. Just imagine that on your birthday. Wow. Somebody mentions that. John Madeski felt the same as well. That's <laughs> like, birthday, that's like getting oh, a birthday yeah. cake and someone taking a massive turd on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. From Matthew Ballard, spineless, gutless, inept. Yeah. I'm sure somebody yeah. also tweeted that last week yeah <laughs> you know, I'm sure I think somebody's going to repeat it's a copy, copy and paste spineless job. and gutless yeah. are like two of the most picked words for EPR3 this season you've got to remember there's only so many I can read out because, oh right yeah because, I, what I'd like to see actually sorry to interrupt yeah. the, the EPR3 yeah. um, can you plot an EPR3 like scattergraph or like one of those word frequency oh, clouds after you know, the I want to do this now. season because you know I'm sure some words must come up more than others. Yes, yeah, so normally they're like pathetic. Yeah, it's mindless. Yeah, yeah. yeah those are the top three. Or oh, sell the lot. Abort <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the season. Oh, as Nath said here, sell them all. Yes, yes, please. Mold <laughs> the club. Release the lot from Alex Everson. So yeah, it's yeah, it's just grim. Majority were awful. Um, from Chris Ellis, I want to know the one that wasn't. <laughs> I thought they were all just gave up. I, I suppose you could. Th- Theoretically, say Barrow. He was the only one with any intent to do anything. Yeah, put it that way. Maybe. He, I mean, he, he set up an absolute sitter for Bodvarsson yeah. in the first half. Scores that. Who knows? But wow. I mean, that from Bodvarsson, that miss was. Yeah. Right. And he was, by the way, guys, my nomination for Player of the Season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh. Make sure you should listen to I, anything I, I, I have to say. I thought you game. were the one person who voted for Liam Kelly. <laughs> oh, please. I thought please. you were the one. Can we have a separate conversation about this? I think we're going to go in a second with okay, that in a minute. Yeah. Good, I think we are, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be good. Somebody's put Keith the Faith as well, Scott McGowan. I couldn't wow. keep the faith up wow. that. People, the positive Pete's don't need to, to oh. get involved at the moment. Dave Scott. Stevens is just hitting it straight away. Colin's going up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and we and it's going to be our fault. It is. It's going to uh, be our fault. Modern day footballers. Yeah, I'd rob crap, crap, crap. That's about the most offensive I can read out. That's fine. That's on the board. That's before yeah. the watershed. <laughs> exactly. No, after the watershed. So yeah, let's move on to the player of the season. First top two. I think, yeah, there's no problem. It's, you know, you, you pick out which one's ever first or second. Mm. I personally think, I went for Liam Moore, but that was a while ago, but I can see what people think that mm. Barrow should have won. But Liam Kelly in third. I mean, no. I, I've been uh, reprimanded by Reading Football Club in the past for saying stuff out of turn. So I've got to be careful <laughs> what I say here. And I don't want to bring the good name of Elm Park Royals into disrepute, it's not as that I have good. also done in the past. It's not that good. Um, <laughs> Would either of you, bringing you two into it, suggest that there was some degree of fiddling to get <laughs> Kelly in there? <laughs> because I know he's one of our own, and I know he's a homegrown lad, and I know he's a you know a lovely chap. But I, I, and I know for a time he was our top scorer at the beginning of the season. But I cannot see how you can warrant nominating a midfielder 
in this team to be in the top three because that has been the weakest link even more so than our defence I'd say all season because everyone is so lightweight and does such a poor job of linking up the defence to the attack and I think Kelly's been complicit in that he's one of the biggest 100%. problems on Saturday yeah, yeah. He, was, he just he proved it woeful sauntered around yeah. the pitch with John Swift looking at other people hoping them they'll do something oh John um, Swift on Saturday they were just shocking yeah. they just both the pair of them Last season led them to believe they'd made it in the game and they were they were the next big thing. Yeah. And look at Liam Kelly turning down the Republic of Ireland and stuff like that. Man. Don't don't do stupid things like that. You're not that good, mate. Um, and um, him being third place in that in the Player of the Season is an absolute joke. He wouldn't be in my top ten. To, to be not, to not be not honest, I also think that to give more the award the award ultimately is also. As scandalous. This is, yeah, I believe I agree with you. To give it to a defender as well is is bad. I'm sorry, um, he was useless between about late November and February. He was useless. I, I think, but I mean, in a way, that played into our favour because if he had played well in January, if he had had an absolute blinding January when the window was still open, I think he would have popped off, for better or worse. Well, there, um, there was the um, FA Cup scandal, wasn't there, when he wasn't being played. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah. I was again. I again like slightly livelessly. I was the one staring in those rooms yeah. like, as if he's injured. The, yeah, cup, the um, cup tie strain. The, the, the thing is, I feel like Liam Moore again is one of these Reading players that, amongst Reading fans at least, is living off their name and history of performances. Yes, um, I would say in the last couple of games, Illori has been as bad and as good as. More, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's been anything to distinguish them, and yet I can't see Laura being anywhere near the top no. three. No, um, a little tidbit for you guys, and take this with a pinch of salt. Oh, hello, this sounds controversial. Would you two like to hazard a guess as to where Bodvarsson did come in the Ooh. voting? Because oh. I may know. Oh, oh hello. okay, uh, oh. I'm gonna take a random guess at seventh, right? I'm gonna say sixth. This week's winner. Is Nathan? Yes, yeah. unbelievable. Cool. And I, I, I don't know why you know, I'm celebrating this, that. By this way, probably shocking. shouldn't be broadcasted anywhere else. But um, <laughs> a little dicky bird tells me that Bodvarsson, amazingly, came sixth in the vote. Wow. It's incredible. I've now got an image of you sneaking in, looking in the ballot boxes <laughs> <laughs> in a balaclava, just on a ghillie suit. Bush watch after all, yeah. you know. Yeah, See, I'm, I'm not quite off, sure. During I mean, the off season, I'm investigating the voting. For <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Can you? Uh, well, I almost got a little bit political there, but <laughs> I moved away. I moved I veered away <laughs> from that. Yeah, yeah, I veered oh, swiftly away from that. Yes, swiftly. I think. Um, I think with Liam Kelly, it's got to be just he scored some amazing goals in the last few months. I mean, I don't mean a lot. He scored the one against Derby. Yeah. That was a stunning goal, but that was a stunning. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it stunned us all. I would agree it was rigged. I have to admit, when he scored <laughs> that goal, when he scored that goal, I was actually slightly looking at my phone. <laughs> but also, if you consider the type of the type of people, the type of people, if you consider who is likely to vote in the Player of the Season vote. Yeah. Um, if you turn up to the game as a family, as Reading fans inevitably do, um, and you think, I haven't been to many Reading games, you know, who looks nice, who catches our eye, you know, we do seem to give Kelly a better rub of the green than Who's from the academy? Players. Right, yeah. yeah. So I can yeah. see that being like the, I don't want to call him like the, the Fairweather's choice, Ooh. but... He, I think he would have been like the Reading Casuals' mm. choice. Yeah, no, I can see, I see you're going with that because mm. uh, if you see it or watch it on TV, you see him score this wonder goal. Yeah, but you don't actually see the moments when he uh, sets up Lafondra for a golden opportunity. <laughs> he gives away passes in virtually every single uh, match in, in our own penalty area. I mean, yeah, y- you miss all those. You miss when he doesn't make the tackle. You miss yeah. when he doesn't track a midfielder, which he does repeatedly. He didn't run on Saturday. He didn't move anyway. I think just, he did run, but uh, in the opposition's half, he doesn't nothing. run that much in his own. No effectiveness at all, and yeah. I'm, I'm not having him being third. It's a joke. No. It sums up the whole season when he's. It's third. got to be Bodvarsson, surely. It would have to be surely. For I me, mean, it's Bodvarsson because I've made this. Be. I've made this argument on the podcast before. I think with the relative lack of opportunities he's been given, other over other people, either through injury or through being mm. 
out of favour. I think he's done the relative most with the relative least. Yeah. I think to get 10 goals when he came from Wolves and everyone was bashing him saying oh he only scored three last season he's not a player that's going to score many I think he's shown the most endeavour and to get 10 goals as well he's pretty bloody good I think which yeah no, I know I totally agree but I think the w- really worrying thing from Bodvarsson he didn't even look interested on Saturday no, no, which no. is a really bad sign but also, which worries me but similarly mm. with a player like Barrow who would have been my pick for player of the season. Yeah. You know, the more I see of him over these last few weeks, I think to myself, Barrow in another team yeah. would just be average or yeah. like an okay winger. But in this team, he kind of looks like a world beater when he plays well because nobody else is doing anything. And he's always yeah. compared to a Luka. I, yeah. th- I think always. he's the only one with any intent to go and he's the only player who's direct and runs at the goal. I mean, none of the others do it. But for 60 minutes, really... I'll take that over nothing, though. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying, but he he's not really a whole match Oh, no, he's not, player, but we've got no he? choice because we got rid of all our wingers. But we've got no one else to bring no. on. As like Clement has said, some of the... We just, our squad I, is I can, so unbalanced. Yeah. I, can conf- I can out. confirm Adrian Popper's back in the country, though. Is he? Really? Yes. Has he still got a cigarette in his mouth? Uh, I, don't th- I, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think he might have a problem with that, but he's back in the country. See, see, we got some inside information. Surprise, surprise! Wish for Sunday. Wow, get him in for Sunday. Why not? Uh, I don't think he can play though, no, can he? I don't no, think he can. No, no, because of the loan, so there's no way yeah. he can play. I mean, well, look, all this red tape. Let's, yeah. let, let's put an ineligible player in then. Because if, if, if we lose 5 0, they'll give us a 3 0 defeat then. Let's put, put, to... put Medeski up front. <laughs> yes. Just anyone. Well, <laughs> actually, on that note, do you know who's going to be in the crowd on Saturday? Oh, oh no. I know. I'm yeah. not, I won't steal your thunder, though. So, Reading posted their tweet oh. today saying, oh, guess what, guys? Somehow, miraculously, and definitely not to Cardiff fans, we've sold out the away allocation. Mm. And then replying to that tweet was none other, none other than the great Ali Al-Habsi my mate who I met loads of times well there you yeah. go lovely yeah. bloke <laughs> nicest man in football out, Ali always in tried to run away from me so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and who wouldn't um, yeah, exactly. so yeah if he's if he's going to be in the stands get him in goal yeah get him between oh, the sticks definitely yeah. Yeah, awesome. front. here's a question for you here's a question for you if he was playing all season where would we be in the league Oof. I don't know we'd probably be a little bit better off but the problem is if you're just having defending like they were having for the first goal, what does a goalie do? Exactly. What, what, are you, what can, can he can do? But we didn't defend that. that great last season and he saved us a lot of times. Yes, he did and he was player of the season last yeah. season so that speaks for itself, doesn't yeah. it, really? Think, yeah. I'll tell you who I miss more than Ali and that's Williams because I think whilst we replaced Al-Habzi with an all-right keeper in Monone, mm. you know, I mean, he's not someone who's going to win your points, you know, keep but you he will try and keep the score down for you. Yeah. Um, we completely missed the energy and drive and application of Williams and we're seeing how much we miss him not only in how we haven't got a replacement but also how for Huddersfield they're enamoured by him in in a league above Yes. so uh, really it's all these ifs and buts I I think recruitment wise in the summer I think Clement said this in an interview this week we need the quality over the quantity mm. what we need is character over ability yeah. yes we yeah. need character well said Paul well yes. said what we need mm. because at the moment we've just got a lot of soft players yeah. who are ma- pretty good technically mm. so we've got some nice technical players but they're nice yes and that is it <laughs> that's it they're not against Cardiff they're just going to get battered oh yeah I think it's a bit of a tenuous link but I think our fans are too nice too yeah I think they probably yes. are including us yeah. after the game <laughs> it's taken them that long to get angry well also, well, including us though yeah. so yeah. It, took, it took half an hour you know um, half an hour since the whistle went at the end of the game I know Clement was probably throwing a hairdryer at them rightly but it took half an hour for them to come out at the end of the game for this lap of appreciation or whatever. Which, by the way, people have been told to stay in their seats for. A lap of depreciation. Yeah, well, I think, I think I'm think i not over-exaggerating when I say that the ground was 98% empty. Mm. And all these stewards came out in front of all corners of the ground expecting some mass surge. The ground, <laughs> the ground when you guys left was pretty empty. Yeah, it was pretty empty, oh, yeah. yes. It was empty, more empty... Empty so when 
the match had ended, but it was completely empty by the time the players came out for the lap of appreciation. And yet, for there to be still, I'd say, in the ballpark of 200 fans clapping them. That's yeah. um, I felt really torn because I know the whole idea is that they're meant to be clapping us and thanking us for our support and we give a little back. But their faces, they you know the sort of face that a footballer pulls when they've just lost mm. an away game mm-hmm. and they come over and they go... The sheepish. Yeah, the sort of sheepish or sort of stony face like we'll try out the next game look. Mm. Um, they were all doing that. They're all doing that, and it's. Um, is, is it right? Liam Moore was telling people not to clap him. Yeah, he he came over to. I don't think he did it with our stand, but he sort of came over to us and looked peeved, more peeved than a lot of them because they just looked like they well, like they just been beaten four nil. Um, the one that was actually really odd, and I know I don't want to single people, but Kelly came over to the south stand, grinning, smiling, took off his shirt and gave it to someone. Right, which is weird to me. He's, he's um, doesn't take life very seriously. I don't think. Well, I know he's young, and I know he's just been nominated inexplicably for player of the season. But after losing four nil and within threat of relegation, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. I thought no. I was really kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you're being kind there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got to moderate my language clearly, but yeah. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that. No. If you go on just judging by his Snapchat escapades and Instagram and stuff like that, he's not a very grown up 21 year old. Is he 21? 20, 21 year old. He's not very grown up for his age. But he needs to, which is part of the problem he's had this season. He needed to grow up this season and go up a level doesn't that reflect didn't. on the other players in the squad though Must somebody is not yeah. saying to him someone hasn't on, got that's their arm not the kind of thing you do yeah. Yeah. Someone other stuff no. he's done you just think, um, oh, we haven't got that daddy figure in the squad well we have well, you've, got, you've, got, you've, got, you've got John daddy but if, if, you look, if you look at all the good squads if you, if, you could have chosen a better word yeah. Yeah. if you look at the Wolves team father if you look at the Wolves team the Cardiff team I bet you they have someone in that team who is the disciplined guy yeah, will well, it comes right from the top with him, yeah. doesn't it? It comes from Neil Warnock yeah. and his coaching staff, whoever yeah. that is. They're not going to take any nonsense. Whatever no. you think about um, uh, Colin, he's going to be uh, hes so good at getting teams promoted or near that or getting the most out of every single team. So you can't argue with at, that. So good at telling his players to go and break Jim. Yes, how like, he does but, it is a different yeah. method, Jacob. I agree. I, yeah. I wouldn't want him anywhere near Reading, but yeah. I don't know if he was your manager. I think of the team. No, I wouldn't want him. No, no, no. I personally, yeah, fair enough. You do, but I wouldn't want him anywhere near. Some of his behaviour, deliberately getting teams players sent off to try and change a match. Oh no, he he is. (laughs) Do you see what he did against Wolves? I thought it was great. Yeah, when um, when Nuno, whatever his name is, um, Spirito, yeah, went over to the um, Wolves fans like clapping them because it was a massive win for Wolves Hmm. and. Colin was doing his lap of the pitch too, and the um, the Wolf staff went over to him and on live on Sky Sports he was mouthing expletives that I cannot repeat on this podcast. But I thought, yeah, that's the sort of behaviour which kind of you know justifies me not wanting him in RG two. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we've been on a bit of a roundabout adventure of how terrible things are. We have, we have, but it's always going to be like this week, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. So this is more of a therapy session. <laughs> it is. We're all venting. You know? mm, We're yeah. all friends here. We're all, yeah. 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 Move on to happier subjects. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, relegation <laughs> watch. <laughs> Brilliant. So relegation watch is now live. We've kind of skirted around the topic. We've all gone oh well we're going to be fine we'll have a look at it but you know we don't need to worry about it too much but now it actually could theoretically happen yet I still don't think it is going to happen but it doesn't take much to change on the last day all of a sudden pressure can build because we're not going to get anything at Cardiff so we're completely relying on other teams to get us out of this crap basically Mm -hmm. so let's look at the first one Preston versus Burton what are we thinking I, there? I think that is... Because obviously Burton are 22nd, so that's the most relevant. Burton won three in a row. I think Preston mm. are a team that if I was Burton, out of the the other ones that are playing as well, you've got Derby and uh, Fulham yeah. in, the, in the other opposition, I would go, oh, I'd have Preston over them, them two, definitely. Uh, I think Burton might go up there and do a job. Yeah. The, the thing is, they're in good form. 
they've hit form at the right time. I mean, to win their last three, I mean, this mm. is Burton. It's pretty it's spectacular. Amazing. Yeah, that's um, the team that's shown some spirit. But that's the thing. They've done the exact opposite about what we've done. We've hit a crap patch of form at the worst possible time, and they've hit a golden bit of form at the best possible time. Mm. So, and also Preston, we beat Preston. And but saying that, it's all about circumstance because Burton need a win to stay up. Preston need a win to get playoffs. I mean, on paper, it's a cracking match. Um, I'm going to be a pessimist and say that I think Burton are going to nick it, you know. Um, I know on its own, you know, it's still a, an unlikely result, especially when you look at the other results that need to not go our way. But I think Burton will win that, pool. Yeah, I've got a feeling they will as well, because I think particularly if... Well, they're trying to chase Derby down, aren't they? And if Derby are winning, mm. which obviously would be great news for us but I'm just looking at that one match I think Burton are going to win that and Preston have got one win at home in their last four yeah. and that was against a team that's completely dead in Leeds mm-hmm. I mean Leeds, on the Leeds are bottom of the form table yeah they're year. terrible yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah anyone that's worse than us I, than I, knew, I knew the section would be happier that cheered me up already <laughs> we <laughs> drew the... against Leeds didn't we we drew against that rabble that was, yeah, yeah I think so yeah horrible yeah we beat them Ellen Road what was it we down this season I can't remember what we one did 1-1 I think down here wasn't it yeah it was I think yeah. That's one of the rare specks of here's a bit of happiness for you, it's one of the rare specks of joy in my season when Barrow scored against Leeds. Yeah to win. Yeah, nice. That was so glorious. Oh man, nice. what I'd give to bottle up that feeling. <laughs> Lovely. Oh god, yeah. So <laughs> just winning, just can't imagine yeah. it. Derby, I haven't seen us win at home on a Saturday this season. Because oh, I was miss, not there. Did you miss on I the miss, one with, yeah. Of course, yes, you're in, you're in the dam, cause, you? Yeah, because QPR is on a Friday. Yeah. And then obviously uh, Preston, yeah, Preston was on the Senate. Mm. And I didn't even see the last one. Amazing. I wasn't there when we beat Wigan. Amazing. Oh, so, yeah, so Derby versus Barnsley next. I think, oh, I, I, as admittedly, as we all know, that Derby are bottlers, basically, and they've done it for seasons and years and years. I just, I think they're going to win that one. I, I think they will win that one as well. Yeah. Um, they... But, like you say, they are notorious, notorious bottlers. Um, of the of the highest highest order, um, so but I think they're going to sneak it. I think they'll sneak a nice two one victory there against Barnsley. Do you think yeah. when you look up the word bottler in a dictionary, there's just a photo of Gary Rowett surrounded by his players? Yeah, I'd love to think that was the case. just just a, Pride Park, just a, <laughs> just a ram being booted up the backside. Oh man, that's a visceral image. Wow, that is. Wow. <laughs> Where did that go? There's our there's our title for the podcast this week. <laughs> yeah, there we go. A ram booted. Up so the with my more analytical helm. Um, Derby, as Nathan has correctly mentioned, mm. have a habit of fudging things on the last day. They fudged mm. it against us on the last day when Michael yeah. S scored in a 3 one triumph. Yeah. Three Quasi Appia, yeah. that's a yeah. Was it three nil? Yes, three it was nil. three no way. Yes, it was. Yeah, G Max oh. scored a penalty. Yeah. That came up last week as well. Yeah, <laughs> it comes up every week at uh, this time of the season. Quasi Appia is the forgotten man. Wow. Um Derby band. Derby have form of being rubbish at critical moments. Barnsley know they need a win and got one last week, didn't they? Am I correct? Tuesday. Uh, uh, there was one all with Villa. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, a really tough game though. So So I... Whew, because if know. Lewis Graben hadn't scored that equaliser, oh, man, would have been dead. Graben. Agent Graben. Yeah, it's the, like I said, yeah. it's the biggest goal he ever scored for Reading. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, you know, it says it all that, you know, our best players are elsewhere, you know, doing... Other things like the Vidras of the world. Vidra could is well score Vidra the goal. Vidra fit for Derby on Saturday. I hope so. Because if he is, I think given that he's kind of been electrical season frustratingly, um, I think Derby might edge it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they might. That'd they... be enough. I yeah. Mean, it's I... the most inglorious thing in the world for us to be relying on Derby to keep us up. That's mm. really frustrating to me. Oh dear. But, well, the whole thing's just... Uh, well, that's another quid in the box, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> another couple, yeah. It's, I'm trying to think of a different word, but frustrating. Yeah, so it's pay in advance. It's annoying. <laughs> just yeah. that. I can't think of anything else now. So the last one is Birmingham versus Fulham. Now, that game is so reliant on what we're doing mm. and Cardiff are doing. If Cardiff are winning, which they probably will be after about 10 seconds, you think, surely that's going to affect Fulham's mentality. Yeah. If at half-time, say, Cardiff are 2-3-0 up, You've got to think that Fulham are going to say, well, we're going to probably take a couple of our best players off. Mm. 
you know, maybe leave till 60 minutes, but yeah, they I, can't go full throttle. I, I think the problem you might have there is if they start fast and get a few goals up or two yeah, goals yeah, up, there, then, there is then, that. In, then, yeah. then there's the trouble. But if they're not, but, you think, oh, you're affected by that, aren't you? Completely. Yeah, the game, yeah. you've got to be. They're actually my surprise pick to go, Birmingham. I think, you think I, Birmingham are going to go down? I think, I, think, um, wow. I think they might be the ones that get drawn in. You think those are the Possibly. ones? Possibly. If... if, if Wow, Birmingham got 43, the same as us, haven't they? But they've yeah. got, yeah. Uh, their goal difference is much worse, the 10 worse. So you us. would kind of back Fulham yeah. to put a few parts Yeah, yeah so, you so would. So all it takes is Burton and Bolton to win, doesn't it? It takes Burton to win and it takes Barnsley to win. Okay. So the thing is, unlikely. they could, they could. Yeah. For me, if I were to rank like, the results in the order of what I think is or isn't going to happen I think Fulham are most likely to beat Birmingham I think um, the next likely one to do it for us is the Derby one and I think Preston are the least likely to keep us up Yes, if that makes any sense no no I understand what you're saying because if you just look at the form and the thing about Fulham is they almost can't stop winning no I mean they've gone gone over half a season haven't they yes yeah, I think they're tw- on 23 games 23, now. Yeah. 23, yeah. 23. They've got an incredible, incredible team. Struggled there. against Sunderland last week, though. No. Watched quite a bit of that. Yeah, but no. they're going to be nervous again. Say, if by some miracle we're nil-nil at half-time. Yes. And Birmingham right. got a musket result, just to make <laughs> yeah. it clear. They, they could well stay up without getting a result, but... I mean, if you look at how the Fulham players, who the majority are still there, I think, this season, who came to us in the playoff semi-final, they, yes. weren't, they weren't at it at all that night. No, no. Really, and that's why we why we won it in the end. Um, mm. And I think you're right; they might freeze. Yeah, the last day theory. That's the one thing that we've got on our side, isn't it? For our game, is strange things happen on the last day. Well, it's for better or worse. I mean, do you remember Birmingham staying up on the last day of the season? Bolton, yes. wasn't it? When, yes. Yeah, when it looked last minute like, goal was it? Yeah, and I remember yeah. their manager like going off down the touchline, and yeah. it was awful to watch. Um, but it's. It's an emotionally charged day in the calendar mm. and it's going to be more so than usual because you've got eight teams who need a result. Either, well, four of them for the playoffs or for, for promotion and then four to stay up. And the grounds are going to be packed out. We know that Cardiff's a sellout, or certainly in the home end. We know that Fulham's going to be a sellout. And I reckon there's going to be numbers at the other two games too. So it's, it's going to be a real volatile, real edgy, nervy day. And for a neutral, and I know we're not. It's fantastic. It, it's a box office last day for it's a neutral. Absolutely you know, brilliant last day, isn't it? it? If you're and, um, yeah. mid-table or just don't mm. support a team but, in the championship, just, it's amazing. They, they chose <laughs> they, they chose the last day to put us on TV, and I'm, I'm just that, that mortifies me in every way because they could see lots of grown men crying that day um, in the stand. Sit at the back of the stand, Dave. No, I'm at the front. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. I'll be the one there with a the giant giraffe. Inflatable oh, oh. one, <laughs> an inflatable one. What, Nathan? What, what's Nathan doing with that giraffe? <laughs> Nathan, put the giraffe down. He was all gang, kind of okay. <laughs> I, I, hope not, I hope he's not wearing a hat because no one will see behind him. Oh goodness! Oh, Dear goodness. me, I yeah. So, moving on to our team. Right, from just going to that, it looks likely from what we're predicting that it's going to be Barnsley going down. With, so, with Bolton. With Bolton. Yeah, yeah, I think Bolton will go, probably. Yeah, well, I, did, I didn't bother looking at Bolton because Bolton can't really affect us. Do you really no. think Burton are staying up? That's, I mean, if, that, if we go by that, if we go, if we go by, by that logic... Pro- the thing is, yeah. I know we've predicted it and I don't think it's outside the realms of possibility, mm. but that's a hell of an achievement It's for incredible. Because incredible. at one point, people were saying, in the same breath, that it would have been Sunderland and Burton mm. down before any others. Yes. So for Burton to claw it back as far as they have, even if they don't stay up now, astonishing achievement, but especially when you can look at their uh, finances and what they can attract oh, yeah. and their ground size. If we were by some horrible fate to get relegated, and the team that stayed up instead, and it was Burton, that would kind of soften the pain for me yeah. in some ways. Certainly it sounds a bit strange, more, yeah, but certainly more so than a team yeah. like Birmingham. Yes. <laughs> who have been flirting with it for a while now because Burton is providing miracles there yeah. every season Nigel Clough and yeah it's just incredible this, the size of the team so yeah that would be okay but obviously I hope we don't go down no no no, <laughs> no please no no I can't, I can't physically put up with a visit from Joey Barton's Fleetwood Town next season I can't have it I mean you're not up for an away day to Accrington Stanley man um, 
No. What, the stadium of light? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just don't want Jerry Barton bring any sort of team to us. That's that's as bad as it gets, I think, when when that guy's employed as that a football manager. Motivation enough for whatever team plays on Saturday to <laughs> yeah. get right at college. <laughs> yeah, you should put that up in the, yeah. in the dressing room. Just, <laughs> just don't, we don't want to be near Joey Barton. I just, I just don't want, want to be in the same league as, as that. Thank you. Yeah. Don't want to be in the same country, is it? No, <laughs> no, I was saying hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> so and then we go over to the team for Saturday. Shall I just get a bag, put a bunch of names in? Set it on fire. It's really, I'm no point in predicting who the team's going to be because we've tried all kinds of combinations and they've all been bad. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've been liking the noises that Clement's been making this past week saying he will ring the changes. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't think... Well, how many changes are, can you yeah, make? Yeah, well, there are, there are a, there's a limit to the number of changes you can make and have an actual tangible effect, you know? I'd be very surprised um, if Luco's here next season. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very surprised. I, I, I know we're going to have to take a hit on that, mm. but I will be very surprised if he's still here. I'll take a bigger hit if he's still mm. playing, yeah. to be honest. Yes, I yeah, think that's with, the thing. With, yeah. Mm. with yeah. Clement and the team selection, though, I think he's got to be slightly careful with the league on it, because if you're deemed to be making changes... No, honestly. Oh, oh yeah, I, see yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. So if, yeah. he, if, for example, he brings in four youth team players, the league are going to go, are going to go why are you bringing them in when you're in a... Position yeah. where you could be influencing other teams. This is what so. frustrates me. <laughs> another pound in the box. Um, this is what winds me up about uh, about the powers that be that run the league. Uh, they have shown to have a lack of common sense in the past. But um, do you remember when they slapped Steve Clark's wrist for making all those yes. changes Watford, wasn't it? for Watford? Yeah. Because we, we had Bars, uh, Bradford, didn't we? That's right. Final, yeah. yes. But there was an actual justifiable reason mm. the next week for it. I think there is a justifiable reason for Clement to make a large number of changes. I know it doesn't look good and you know the things might be pointed as like we're trying to fiddle something, but I, I would get it. I mean, I, I think certainly he will play Smith. Yes, I, I would definitely play um, him. Yeah. He has been in and out, but he didn't play on Tuesday. And I think he's looked lively. You know, and that's has, where the lever at, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We, we scored a hat trick last week. We're looking for people that will give us something, not loads, but something. Um, Energy. Yeah, completely. Mm. Uh, so Smith goes in for me. Um, bearing bearing in mind we played two strikers mm-hmm. at the weekend, I don't know who you would drop. I'd probably drop Kermit, to be fair. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, what? Yeah, make no way. I, was, yeah. I mean, we cannot play two up front at Cardiff. No. That would be horrible. No. Uh, <laughs> the goal is. What you say about Manoni, the goal has got to stay in because oh, no, Jacob has no, been no, so no, poor. You. No, thank you. I mean, we. Blackett's not going to be back. He's still suspended. Yeah. Is so Bakuna available? Yes. Yeah. Bakuna is Bakuna available. Is, for me. <laughs> I think Bakuna comes in in midfield. I think. He's not a strong character as no, well, though. He's another is, one from what Bakuna's I was saying earlier. Been, Bakuna, for me, typifies a player who has the quality yeah. and has not had the application this season. Because I think a player like Bakuna could really have made a stamp and an impact on this squad because he could have tried to step up into the Danny Williams role. Bakuna's a very fair-weather player, though. I think if we were near the top of the league, he'd be fine. Yeah. I don't think he's got it in him for a for any sort of relegation well, fight. So it's a shine of him though it's yeah. a sign yeah. of him isn't it that yeah. he's not wants to lead the team he's, so I don't think uh, I would risk him I don't think I'd risk him no. um, but saying that it's him or nice guy Dave though isn't it mm. surely would you and I don't know I'm going to have to gauge the mood of the room by saying this I think I might get shot I'm going to throw I'm going to get something heavy to throw at you here we go would <laughs> you play Jerry Vandenberg uh, Where? Yeah, I probably would. Just because we need a change, yes, I would. Because yes. I think he'd at least yeah. scrap. You know, he might get sent off in the process, and statistically, that is likely with our red card record. But Vandenberg, at least, is not going to pay any respect to the Cardiff players. At least it'd be funny if he gets sent off, I guess. Yeah, and, um. and if, Van, if Vandenberg is, from a personal perspective, if Vandenberg is one of the ones that gets moved out the door in the summer. I'd like to see his last hurrah as him like sticking two digits up at Colin or something. You know, yeah, yeah if you're going to get sent off, Joey, do it probably. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. A, I mean, it's certain if we yeah. go 4 0 down or something, he's definitely going to get sent off. you got to take out someone. Yeah. He will 100% yeah. get sent off. Yeah. Um, You'd make us all smile. You'd yeah. make us all laugh. Yeah. Make us smile, no. Joey. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening, if you're yeah. playing on Saturday, I mean, if we're 4 0 down, you're on the pitch. Yeah. 
kick someone. Just, just give a certain sign to the Cardiff manager <laughs> on the way they got sent off. Yeah, I, and I mean, you will be a legend forever. Yeah. Immortalised. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go three at the back on, on Sunday. I'm going to go Elphick, Moore and Laurie. Tactical. Um, mm. I'm going to go Gunter left back. Mm. I'm going to go Bakuna right back. Oh. I'm going to go Vandenberg, Kelly and Swift because I've got no choice. I can't have Kelly in the team. He I've got no know. choice, Paul. I've got no choice, Paul. It's him, it's him, it's him or Edwards. It's him or Edwards. What about Rinomato? Not on a day like this, no. No, but what have the others done? I'm not what gonna, have they I, done to I'm, be in the team? I'm not going to tarnish Rinomoto with potentially getting us relegated when he, we, we yeah, need him next season. Him, though, would it? I know, but I don't want him to be part of it. He's an innocent but Terry bystander. Terry came in for one game against Derby, remember? But we weren't going to get relegated, we were safe. Yeah, yeah, one, no, that's true. One that's thing true. I will offer in this debate is Rinomoto is certainly in more favour than George Evans is at the moment. Yes, he's gone. So are you, I think. The oh, thing, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, this is what I don't quite get from an outsider's perspective. If Evans was on the bench, or has would have been on the bench for the last few weeks, I probably would have made the change of Evans for Kelly. Yes, um, I, I would have played Evans. I keep on saying I would play Evans. Something's, he, ha- something's I don't know what's happened. happened something's there. happened there. Where no idea. Not. We don't know, do Must we? We can't speculate, no. but I think you're right, no. Nathan. There's something strange. We don't I know. Speculate, but I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know what it is, do we? <laughs> Jacob, you did bring up the voting earlier of the press. Yeah, that's true. I mean, to be honest, the, the police are waiting outside for me. So not for the first time. No, <laughs> this does seem to happen every time I come around. Paul yeah, it's the injunction. That's what it is. Yeah, it's the injunction. Let's let's stop that. Yeah. <laughs> Character slur. <there. laughs> One thing I wouldn't do. Paul is bringing Yarkola from Monona. No, definitely as, not. As no, Yab no. Stam found out no, no, in no, no, his no, no, latter no. days, um, no. that is one change you don't want to make. I've never seen a man so tall who can't catch a football. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Well, have you ever <laughs> and he's seen, a goalie. Yeah. Have you ever seen, seen me in goal? Because <laughs> I have similar qualities. I use the word quality. Certain qualities. Mm, yeah. Certain, yeah, but... certain qualities. <laughs> certain <laughs> qualities, yeah. Oh, that reminds me of the golden era. The golden era. <laughs> Bring back Yap. He wouldn't See, be in this problem without... You can't take him the Dutch out of him, can you? Well, there are certain situations. <laughs> yeah. There are certain qualities. Yes. Oh. None of which any of our players have. <laughs> no. No. And can I still say I have no regret over Yapstam getting the sack? Because he's one of the major idea. reasons. In fact, he is really the yeah. reason we're in this position. Well, one win in 19. Yeah. We signed a bunch of players that have no character or backbone. Who do you blame for that? Yeah. Do you blame Clement, who hasn't been able to sign a player, loan a player, or get rid of a player? Or do you blame the person who was here for nearly 18 months? Yeah. I, I, I blame Gourlay and Stam. Gourlay and Stam are the yeah, people to blame for our season. Of course, but everyone's going, oh, yeah, it's not everyone. Some people are saying, oh, yep, Stam, he's, you know, he could have done this, he could have done that. Come on. No, we were abysmal. If, if, if Clement had come in three games earlier, for example, I think we would have one more point and we'd be safe. When Clement came in, I said on this podcast, I think we're 75% certain to go down. So if we stay up, yeah, has he been a tactical masterclass? No, it has not. Was it ever going to be that? No. But I think by somehow we managed to stay up. And then next season, I don't expect anything different, to be honest. I think he's, I think he's tried to be pragmatic yeah. in his team selections. Um, I also think that had he not got one of those wins against either QPR Preston, I think we would be as good as them. Yes. Um, so from a purely maths perspective, you know, it has made an impact, but we need to finish the job on Sunday. Um, and I don't really think we've got that many options outside of who played on Saturday that can come in and show. No, that's we the haven't, thing. We haven't no. got anyone. There are, there's no one impactful that can come into the team. Well, this is what I'm saying about Clement. You can't really judge a manager if he's not been able to do any of the things as I've just said. Yeah. Mm. He I can't mean, do anything, can he? No. I mean, yeah, I, I don't look at him and think, oh, he's the next Steve Koppel. I don't think no. that at all. No. But who could we attract that was better than him? No one. No one. one. I, think no. I, don't, I don't think he's a stupid man, though, and I think it's got, it can go one or two ways on Sunday. He's either going to set us up to go out there and win, or we're going to defend for our lives. Is there going to be no middle ground? Oh, it's going to be defend for lives. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. 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 The yes. thing is, telling yeah. this team that can't defend, yeah, it to won't work. That will be. It won't work. Won't work. Won't work. No, it won't equally, work. I would fancy us more likely to scrape a point than actually go on the attack because. And the, what? The, sorry. The, the, another thing that. Not for straight. Oh, no, no. Winds you up. Raises your blood pressure. Raises my blood pressure <laughs> about Cardiff's success is um, Sean Morrison's had a massive part to play in yeah, that. Yeah. He's been a brilliant, brilliant defender for them. 
And if our attackers, who have all like the sharp edges of a blunt spoon, yeah. go up against the imposing figure, the aerial dominance of Sean Morrison, I don't think we'll get past them. But do you know no. why he's had a good season? Because Cardiff, they win the tackle and they kick the ball as hard as they can away from their goal. Whereas we spent half a season prattling about, with it. prattling about with it in our own box, giving the ball away and then conceding goals. Cardiff are just a bog-standard Warnock team who just pump the ball up to the big guy he holds it up someone runs on and scores it's kind of like waking up from a coma when Stam's brand of defending in quotation marks went out the door in favour of Clements I mean I know know it's bad it came back on Saturday though I know it's bad like the defending is not good at all we've seen that in the last week but it's not like it's not as bad I mean overall I would say it has slightly improved in certain games Mm. but that Saturday Preston was good yeah yeah yeah, no definitely some Mm. of them yeah some of them have have improved essentially the games you're not at but that game yeah it's basically (laughs) I know I know it's me I'm the problem (laughs) I should just sit here and do podcasts stay away maybe get out of the country if people want to pay for me not to go I'm good with that (laughs) get a crowdfunding yeah no, well, I think it's just going to be nerve-wracking day on Sunday. And I think we're just going to be watching the other results. And that's what it's going to come down to. I can't see us getting anything. We're just relying on other teams to keep us off. All the odds, mathematically, and the stats and proven. Someone says 1% of us chance of us going down. But we all know going into that day... We're going to be dreading seeing one of those teams below us taking the lead. Yeah, we've been relegated in weird ways before. Yes. Let's yeah. not forget. I mean, Danny Murphy. Yeah, I mean, goodness. Um, I think what sort of ties all this up for me, Paul, is we've had so many chances over the last month mm. to get a grip. You know, take charge of our own fate and put matters into our own hands. And we haven't taken any of those opportunities and we've done the opposite and we've embarrassed ourselves. And now it's in the lap of the gods. And, and now it's what, entirely yeah. down to the teams below us. And that's when it comes back and bites you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is the thing that worries. Because all these odds and all these things and you think, oh, it just takes one result to go one way and the other team knows it stops and it affects the other match. Yeah. There's so many factors there which yeah. we just cannot imagine how it's going to happen. No. So... Thanks a lot for listening this week. Has been a bit of a rant for some of us. All of us, I think. It's been quite therapeutic. Um, uh, so I will probably do some kind of Periscope, maybe. We'll see. I'm going to be in Norfolk somewhere, so we'll see if I can get a Wi-Fi signal. Not Norfolk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Norfolk. So thanks a lot for listening again. Cheers. Bye.